my nigga. Watch the game and shut up. Good morning. Welcome to the Daily Ding. Thanks for starting your morning with us. I am Dave DeFore. I'm joined by Black Trey. Rob Lopez is over there doing something with some buttons. Uh, coming up on the show, we're going to discuss Markel Fultz and his thoracic outlet syndrome. We're also going to talk Clippers with Jovan Buha from The Athletic. But first, let's get to the game of the night. The Portland Trailblazers visited the Dallas Mavericks. And, you know, despite the final score, 111-102, the Mavs pulling out a victory, it wasn't really close at all, Trey. No, not at all, man. It, w- it was a rough stretch tonight, to be honest. Uh, you know, uh, pretty much, you know, Dame's late surge and, you know, trying to get guys going. Evan Turner kind of picked up the slack. But it was just like watching paint dry. Um, <laughs> it was it was really bad, though. You know what I mean? Like, uh, Dennis Smith Jr., you know, kind of closed out with a, with a, with a couple of dunks. Um, but the, the, the move of the night was Luka Doncic step back on Evan Turner. It was a big shot to ice the game. Lillard, Lillard's got five fouls. Smith slipped. He fouled Luka. Luka, late clock. He lost it. Step back, and that's why, baby. Oh, not a door. He continues to prove that he belongs, and he gets to prove me wrong. You know, like, I won't say I owe him an apology, but I think he's um, his impact in the NBA has 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 come pretty pretty early, prematurely than what I expected. I mean, I had him at averaging fifteen this year. He's um, you he's know, up around he's, nineteen. He's up around nineteen, which is yeah. which is very good. Um, and you know, he's an exciting player. Yeah, so. he had twenty one and nine tonight. Um, a bit of a down shooting night, six fourteen from the field, but he did have that huge step back. He made some really great passes, and and they didn't even lead to assists. Uh, although he did have that nice uh, off off the uh, the jump ball, he had a nice uh, full court outlet to Dennis Smith, who you know still every time he jumps surprises me. Um, Dennis Smith had twelve points. Uh, on the other on the other side, Dame had thirty three tonight uh, to lead all scorers. And it seems like he's the only guy who can really keep the ship afloat when things are going poorly for the Blazers. Uh, they're now three and seven in their last 10 and scuffling quite a bit. And it's an interesting dichotomy between these two teams. Dallas looking a lot better than any of us expected. But what the heck is wrong with the Blazers, Trey? Uh, I mean, I don't think anything's wrong with them. I mean, I think like. It's such it's so dramatic right now in the Western Conference. Just the just the first two months of basketball in general. Um, you know, everybody's so excited about their team being ranked, you know, uh first in, in, in their standing or whatever. But you know, it's gonna continue to fluctuate from here on out until February and March. Um, but I wouldn't go I wouldn't hit the panic button in, in Portland. Um, you know, it, it, it's a, it's ultimate skid and, you know, teams are guys need rest and guys are working hard. You know, I, I think they'll pick it back up. I'm not, I'm not too crazy about it. I think the most important thing to take away from this first, uh, 22 games for the Mavericks is that Luka Doncic is for real. 
Hey guys, make sure you join us today. That's Wednesday today for the back-to-back Wednesday challenge. Oh yeah. It's Wednesday today. Go to fanduelcom slash B2B. That's fanduelcom slash the letter B, the number two, the letter B sign up to fi- deposit five bucks and get $5 bonus in your bank from FanDuel. You get to play with other B2B listeners, just like yourself every Wednesday, which is today, Wednesday, today. Shout out to last week's winner, Andre, who joined us on the mailbag last Friday. And if you win today, you'll be with us this week. That's fanduel.com slash B2B for the back-to-back Wednesday challenge. And now let's go to uh, Yovan Buha from The Athletic. Joining us to talk all things Clippers from The Athletic, Yovan Buha. Yovan, listen, I think the question that's on everyone's mind, should I be booking my tickets for June? For LA, uh, no, <laughs> uh, and, and man, maybe with the other LA team, you, you never know. But uh, no, nah, I mean, I, I think it's still obviously the West runs through Golden State, um, and the Clippers. It, it, it's been a nice story to start the season, uh, but I think if you look at the West standings, they're really not that far from being outside of the playoffs altogether. Uh, I do expect them to make the playoffs with the way they've played. Uh, but I, I still personally probably see them more in that like five to eight seed range. Uh, so I, you know, I, I'd be uh, frankly, I'd be surprised if they won a first round series, but uh, I don't think that's out of the question necessarily, depending on who they match up with. Uh, but uh, I do not expect them to be in the, you know, the number one seed or even the top four for uh, most of the season. Well, I will say, uh, it's early, but we are over 25% of the way through the season. And currently they have some indicators that are working in their advantage. They've got the number four offense in the league. They are fourth in net or fifth in net rating, excuse me. Um, and they, they seem to have figured out how to, how to uh, cover for their, their best offensive player in Lou Williams by playing him a ton with Montrez Harrell, who has just turned into a monster off the bench. Which one of those guys do you think is going to win the six man of the year award? Uh, I think it's Montrez Harrell. Uh, I think Lou, um, you know, I just wrote about it. I've been doing like a, like a 10 game kind of check-in every 10 games. Uh, so, you know, they just passed the 20 game mark and I, I wrote about how um, I actually think, you know, Trez has been the better player and the more important player this season. Now, obviously, you know, that's not to take away anything from Lou. Uh, he's the team's closer and, and primary ball handler and in like crunch time situations. And that's pretty invaluable. Like, you know, they don't really have, um, you know, for as good as Tobias Harris has been for as good as Daniel Gallinari has been like, you know, those guys haven't really shown they, they can do what Lou does at the end of games. So, you know, I don't want to discredit what he's done. Uh, but that said, um, you know, especially looking at the season he just put up last year, um, you know, he's kind of down in basically every category, um, you know, or, or kind of, kind of about the same, but his, his efficiency has dropped a lot. Uh, but looking at Trez, like Trez is, you know, it's, it's been the opposite. He's almost gotten better in every category. Um, like looking at their advanced stats, like, you know, PER, win shares, uh, like, you know, plus minus all that stuff. Like Trez has been the more impactful player. Uh, and some of those categories, it hasn't been close. Uh, so, you know, Trez is, uh, you know, really the, the only thing you can't do right now is make free throws and it, it almost cost them last night. But, um, you know, he, he's been putting up routinely like 28, two blocks. Like it, it's been nuts. Um, so, so for me, I, I think right now he should probably be the, the sixth man of the year front runner. And he's honestly probably in the most improved player conversation. 
um, you know, him and Tobias, like I think those two guys have taken some, uh, you know, a couple big leaps this season. And that's really been, uh, you know, probably the two biggest things behind this Clippers start has been those two guys and how good they've been. Yeah. Harold's uh, per 36 numbers are up there with anybody in the league. It's really impressive what he's able to do. And it's at both yeah. ends of the court. It's not just that he's making plays on the defense and, and on the glass. He's actually been kind of a powerhouse for them offensively. I, I've been very impressed by him, the way he's operating in the pick and roll as, as the dive man. It's, it's crazy as an undersized center. Um, I think this is a continuation of what was doc rivers best coaching job, which was last season. He really is like hit his stride as this kind of leader of, I don't want to call them misfits because they have a lot of really good players, but they don't have any stars. Um, you know, the sustainability of this kind of stuff, you said, you don't think that they're a top four team. They're probably five through eight, which I, I tend to agree with and, and winning a, a playoff series will be tough because of the lack of the high end talent. Do you see going forward, is their primary goal going to be to get a star to come in there, you know, keep Tobias and, and go and kind of use the core that they have currently, or do you see them trying to get two big names, maybe letting Tobias walk? That's a great question. Uh, it's early. I, I think, you know, for sure. Yeah, it's early. Um, I, I think for sure, uh, you know, the, the goal is to bring in another star next summer. Uh, I, but I, I think on the Tobias front, um, it, it's really just going to come down to, you know, what's his asking price. Um, you know, he, you know, reportedly turned down that four year, $80 million, uh, you know, uh, max extension. Cause that, that was like the most money he could be offered. Uh, looks like he's going to make more than that. Uh, may, maybe not necessarily annually, but, uh, you know, Clippers could offer him like five, a hundred, which would be the same annually. But, um, I, I think it's going to come down to like, you know, for as good as he's been and look, he, he just won Western conference player of the month, like for, you know, first time in his career, he's looking like an all-star, uh, you know, despite how, how good the West is, I, I think you, you probably pencil him in at that, like 11th or 12th spot uh, on the West, uh, you know, ballot, um, you know, does he sustain this, right? Is he still averaging like 21 and eight and a half in January, uh, in, in March, like, um, you know, does he, can he do this for a full season or is this just kind of a hot start for the first you know quarter of the year, maybe the first third of the year? Um, so I, I think that's really going to determine his value and that will ultimately determine what the Clippers do because, um, you know, ultimately, uh, you know, if, if they want to keep him, it's going to either be, you got one star, you know, and obviously this is like best case scenario, like you get one star and keep Tobias uh, or you get two stars, but you have to lose Tobias. Uh, the kind of loophole there is they could trade Daniel Gallinari, who will be an expiring contract, making about you know twenty twenty one million, and uh, then in that scenario they could probably keep Tobias and add two stars. That's probably like the ultimate best case scenario for them. Uh, but look, I mean you got to get that other star first to, to to agree, and whether that's Kawhi or KD or or whoever, like uh, you know that remains to be seen. And obviously Jimmy Butler was one of their targets, and now it looks like he's probably going to be. Uh, you know, off the market. So uh, I'm not sure, like, you know, outside of like Kawhi and KD, I don't really know who, who else moves the needle for them just because, you know, Clay Thompson's probably resigning. Like Kemba would be, you know, especially with the level he's taken his game to this season, Kemba would be great, but they also have Shea who they're really heavily investing in. And I don't know what that kind of, you know, offensive uh, look would be with those two. So uh, besides that, and then you start going down the list, it's like how many guys are actually worth the max uh, next summer. 
So I, I think for them, they're going to swing for the, you know, for the home run of, of trying to get Kawhi and, and KD. And, um, you know, if, if they could get both, then, then maybe you, 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 know, you do walk away from Tobias because it's, it's worth it to, to get those two guys. But um, I think tentatively the, the plan is, is probably going to be a star plus Tobias. Uh, but if you can get Katie and Kawhi, like you can't pass that down. No, you absolutely cannot. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and, and say that they're going to get one of those guys. Um, but uh, anyway, so their hot start, fantastic story so far. Yovan, you've been doing great work over at the athletic and I expect that to continue all season. It's been great reading your stuff uh, from inside the locker room there. Really great insight. And I appreciate you coming on the ding. Thank you, Dave. I really appreciate it. And now to news. Uh, we all got the Woj alert, and apparently Markel Fultz got his diagnosis. Uh, according to his agent slash attorney, Markel has been diagnosed with thoracic outlet syndrome. Uh, it, it uh, quote, affects nerves between the neck and shoulder, resulting in abnormal functional movement and range of motion, thus severely limiting Markel's ability to shoot a basketball. Uh, Trey, that seems like it would actually limit his ability to shoot a basketball. Is that, does that fit what we've seen? Uh, absolutely. I mean, it's a strange case. I mean, I've never um, seen something like this where, you know, it's getting bad where, the players moving forward, you know, using this situation as they're going to have to protect themselves because of, you know, bad diagnosis from the athletic staffs. You know, um, well, I mean, it's, it, I guess I can compare this to Isaiah Thomas's situation where, you know, guys are getting the, given the green light to, you know, continue to go out there and contribute or, you know, the medical staff says that everything's okay and everything isn't okay. And this may damper this young man's, Future. I mean, obviously, I think the timetable is six to eight weeks, but um, I don't know. I think he just needs a fresh start, like he like he's requested, or the rumors that have kind of foiled out. Um, I'm kind of at the point now of tired of the jokes and, and bullying this young man, and hopefully he can figure it out. You know, I've kind of slacked off, and you know, I've been guilty of kind of ridiculing his shot, but now I feel bad. Yeah. Um, he, he's expected to rehab and, uh, to be back, like you said, somewhere between the, uh, actually they say three to six weeks, not six to eight, but uh, you know, it'll probably be eight. Let's, let's just say to be safe. And, uh, you know, we, we all were thinking it was the yips and, uh, you know, I've heard other people mention nerve issues, potential nerve issues. Um, I'm hoping that, that the, the mental part of this comes back to him quickly, meaning during rehab, I hope he regains confidence and he doesn't have a thing where he has to rebuild that. I mean, basketball players spend their entire life, not only building up their body, but also building up their confidence. It's one of the things that make, makes Luca so good already. And, and even Trey young, it's like a swagger. And I think that we didn't really see that out of Markel, obviously struggling with the injury. So my hope is when he comes back, he comes back, he feels good and he's comfortable and we can actually see what made him the number one pick in Memphis? Joe Kim Noah has officially signed with the Memphis Grizzlies. Trey, uh, I think that this clearly moves Memphis into the top four discussion in the West. Mm, I'm not no. going to get too. <laughs> no, I mean it's nice to have a competent backup, but you know. So, so they they definitely needed assistance with rebounding, and I think Joe can come in and contribute. I just don't know what type of player Joe can be at this point. I mean, I've watched him in New York. 
Um, I watched him towards the tail end of Chicago, and we all know what he's capable of doing when he is healthy. Um, at this point, I just think that they could, you know, they can utilize him, you know, and maybe he can contribute like how Tyson Chandler has contribute, contributed to the Lakers. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm rooting for him, to be honest, as a, as, a, uh, as a former Bull, once a Bull, always a Bull. And, you know, I think that Joe still has something left in the tank. I hope he does. And, and here's another thing. He's actually, he was a great center. Um, you've got Gasol and now you've got Noah as mentors for Jaron Jackson jr. That's a pretty good head start, you know, just on on a career in the NBA. Not only is Jaron Jackson already really good, but now he gets to learn from these two vets and, and not just learn like on the court, but there's a lot of, you know, kind of behind the scenes, film study, things like that, 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 that Noah can really help him with. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I mean, just having that bet, you know what I mean? Already, I mean, he has got soul, but um, I would love to see Jackson and Noah work together, especially, or Jack, or uh, Noah and Gasol off the high-low passing. So, it should be interesting. Hey, Rob. What's up, Dave? Are you coming to Boston? Um, let me check my calendar. When, when, when do you want to go? Saturday, March 2nd. Back to back live. The Count the Dings Boston live show at the Middle East in Boston. Tickets are on sale to the general public. We've already sold out all the VIP tickets, but there is still general admission available. Get your tickets soon because they will go fast. Go to Jade's Twitter account. Go to the Count the Dings Twitter account. Go to my Twitter account at Dave Before NBA. I, go to one of us. Shoot us a message. We will help you get tickets, but get them soon because they are definitely going to sell out. In other games around the association, the Spurs were blown out by the Utah Jazz, 139-105. DeMar DeRozan had 16. Donovan Mitchell with 20. LaMarcus Aldridge with 16. Uh, Jakob Pertl with 20 points off the bench, uh, but it was mostly in garbage time. Every Jazz starter, uh, starter was in double digits. Uh, the Spurs are scuffling. Uh, the, the Pacers beat the bulls 96, 90. The bulls were pesky in this one. Victor Oladipo still out with that knee, sir, uh, soreness. And this was the first game tray under new head coach, Jim Boylan. What did you see? Man? I liked, I liked his, uh, energy, man. He was on, he was on the sideline, really aggressive. I don't think he's going to get, I don't think he's going to get ran over. He's not seen as the cool ass stepdad. Um, I've seen this dude literally in a defensive stand at one point trying to motivate guys. Um, and I liked the energy. And, you know, it was a clip rolling around with uh, Antonio Blake uh, looking kind of fiercely at, like, looking scared of boiling, you know, like, oh, I'm not going to be able to, like, get by on this guy. Um, but I think he's going to, you know, he's, he's going to get the attention of those dudes, um, especially with, uh, you know, uh, Garpack supporting him. I think he'll be a little bit more calm, uh, you know what I mean, confident. Um, he also mentioned to the media that he's going to be an animated coach. That's just who he is. Um, I know his success as a head coach hasn't been so great, especially on the college level. But um, I'll take it for now, man. I mean, we, you know, it really wasn't too much that you could really ask for. I mean, it was surprising that that, that Hoiberg was going to get fired. I mean, that was just kind of wishful thinking, and I, I happened to call it. But realistically, you know, it was it was bound to happen with the record of 114 and 155 in four years. So um, I hate to say this is a fresh start because, 
we'll never have a fresh start until we get packs out of there. You know, after 16 seasons and five different coaches, I'm surprised I still have my hair. Uh, Marking in, in his second game back uh, puts in 21 with uh, 10 rebounds. The Miami Heat continue to struggle, losing to the Orlando Magic 105 to 90. Aaron Gordon with 20 and 13. Vucevic continues his all star level start at 19 and 10. And uh, Terrence Ross with 19 off the bench. Uh, Hassan Whiteside left the game with under a minute to go, uh, appeared to have some sort of injury. And uh, Justice Winslow with 14 points off the bench. Actually, Trey, was it an injury or did he have to go to the bathroom? Um, I'm going to say he had to go to the bathroom. I, I think, think it was. He was hurt. I have nothing to really highlight like that. I mean, the most part, uh, man, Aaron Gordon was was doing it all. And the very fun Kings defeat the Suns 122-105. Uh, Devin Booker out with that hamstring injury. No timetable set for his return. Uh, Marvin Bagley Jr. out with back issues. So Dave Yeager can't be uh, harassed for not playing him tonight. Uh, this game was 36-9 to after the first quarter. And uh, pretty sure almost everybody turned it off at that point. Buddy Heald had 20 points. And De'Aaron Fox was 16-7. and since there really wasn't a standout performer tonight, we're going to skip line of the night and Trey and I are going to go over our top three MVP picks one quarter of the way through the season. Trey, it has to be Giannis, right? He's got to be number one. Well, yeah. Uh, you know, with the bucks being second in the East, um, with the record of 15 and seven, Yanni definitely, uh, is leading off as one of the MVP go-getters. Um, and then I would say following up would be Steph Curry and uh, maybe Kevin Durant. I mean, some of this stuff is kind of misleading. Um, a lot of people would say Kawhi Leonard. I mean, I, I definitely want to give the Raptors, you know, uh, the benefit of the doubt and say, but Kawhi's been hurt as well. And so has Steph. So it's, I think this is wide open for anybody to get, um, you know, a lot of people say even Anthony Davis, but the the Pelicans aren't doing so well. So, I mean, I'm I'm gonna go with Yanni for right now as as the uh, as the favorite. Yeah, I think uh, I'm with you on that on the line of thinking with uh, KD and and Curry. I, I will say maybe KD deserves a little bit more recognition because he has been there. Um, but Curry has just been so incredible when he's been playing. And let's not forget Joel Embiid. I mean, the guy's averaging 27 and 13. Uh, on a, on a very good team. So, um, yeah, I think this has been kind of a, kind of a wild start to the season, but it, it to me, it's undeniable what Giannis is doing. 27.6 points per game, 13.2 rebounds, six assists, and then his insane all world defense. And, um, you know, it's, it's just incredible to, when you think about the fact that they are just starting out with, with Mike Budenholzer. And I, I assume their ceiling is going to be a lot higher than where they're at. And, and I'm wondering what that's going to look like for a Giannis led team with all that space. It's going to be incredible. All right, guys, that's it for today's show. I want to thank you again for waking up with us. Don't forget to check out all the back-to-back -back shows. We dropped a new basketball buds yesterday. We've got a new nerd. She wrote coming out Thursday. Uh, check out B O M M on its own feed. A uh, new episode just dropped on Monday, and we got a very special Woke Bros coming up. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review The Daily Ding. That's this podcast, as well as our feeds, all of our feeds on the back-to-back -back network. Key and Fahey's NFL pod, The Interceptable, and, of course, The House of Strauss. 
And in case you didn't know, Count the Dings is on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Count the Dings. Don't forget to go over there and like us uh, before you go to work this morning. Trey, will you take us home? Ding, ding. Ding, ding.